throughout the entire year, the strongness sometimes up. Sometimes the strongness is down. Sometimes the weakness is up. But the thinkers are always... Ladies, gentlemen, them, they, and all, it's showtime! <laughs> Although uh, when we do say showtime, uh, we, we do use that term very loosely as what we've got in store for you today. Well, uh, uh, our presenters have really no idea what they're going to say because they're all unprepared. So strap yourselves in and brace yourself as the Some Nobodies present PowerPoint Showdown. So start that round of applause as we welcome this week's keynote speaker. Hello, and thank you for joining us for our conference. Now, tonight, you're going to be hearing four professionals discuss our topics, the evolution of the mundane. Now, with me, as always, is Johnny Platonic and ASM Michael R. Mm, that's fun to say. Uh, and we also have a special guest of the week, Mr. Matt Napo. Matt, how are you, sir? I'm well. Thank you for having me here. It's uh, it's your pleasure to have me. It is 100% a pleasure, and I'm glad we could find you just in time for the mundane episode. Now, for those who are joining us for the first time, each speaker will be giving 10 minutes to present our topic of the week. And after each presentation, there'll be a short Q&A from the panel. And of course, we invite our members of the audience to ask questions as well. After the fourth presentation, the panelists vote on which speaker will win the awarded $50,000 dollar grant scholarship to some nobody's university uh which luckily i won a little bit of that back last week uh not last week week before last um <laughs> and the nostalgia prize of the week which uh let's see if i can let me get this open okay what, what is this okay so it looks like we have a x stretch armstrong crocodile hunter with his arms bit off i mean honestly our patrons our Patreon members are very, very weird. Our, that Patreon member is prescient for tonight's presentation, <laughs> let me tell you. So uh, before we get going with the presentation, uh, we actually do have a video of last week's winner. If we could just play this real fast. Uh, hold on one second. Why, hello there, Michael. Nimrod the Frog here to send my commiserations to you after your loss of the game PowerPoint showdown. Uh, but you know... When you play against a talented, skilled, and legendary frog like myself, well, of, of course you're going to lose. <laughs> yes, that's right. I kicked your butt and you lost. Uh, sorry about that. Well, uh, uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but don't be sad, my friend. I, I'm sure one day you might win. Yeah, might being the uh, key word there. <laughs> Better luck next time. Oh, I missed episode. Well, good thing I'm going to be losing. I don't have to worry about producing <laughs> one of those for you. <laughs> well, you never know. If you do win, uh, you get the, the the pleasure of sending in a video letting us know how much uh, fun it was beating Michael Colby. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the presentation of the night, which is obviously Evolution of the Mundane. I'm going to go first, being your uh, keynote speaker. Please open this presentation if we can get our producers working today now obviously the mundane has a lot of things that goes with it uh one thing that we're going to go over is an examination of the mundane 
to understand the evolution, you got to know what it is. Now, it's this is going to be an exhaustively an exhaustively researched dive into what exactly makes something mundane. And if you do know mundane, it's just tedious behavior. And I took a lot of time putting a lot of words and a lot of effort into this presentation. And once again, let's examine it. Next slide, please. I just burped. I'm sorry. Now, let's define mundane. Now, mundane, uh, is, it's an easy one, right? You have participation. Now, there's the balance of three main factors. Now, if we look at it between the child, the environment, and activity, a lot of things can be mundane about any of this. Heck, reading this slide itself is mundane. But things that are also mundane, child emotions, they're just a boring part of everyday life. You also have experiences and understanding, just an everyday form of life. We also have some social environment. Now, when you go over to environment, this the mundanity that comes with this environment. Like there's just so much grass everywhere, just so much trees, and there's just so much outside outside. Now, some people are out there teaching methods and learning environment, also class culture, so mundane. Now, the objective of the digital here is to discover an unbalance. We also try to find factors that cause the unbalance, which obviously to have things that are mundane, you need things that are equally and opposite unmundane. We also try to find resources and guidance to find solutions. Honestly, a lot of this was just so mundane putting together, and I'm glad that I finally have a reason to do this. Next slide, please. Now, where it all started... <laughs> I'll tell you, I was heading down 95 going southbound. Some trucker picked me up. One time he wanted to tell me about a live podcast. Luckily, I had my very green ukulele on me. And I was trying to tell him the ins and outs of Romeo and Juliet, uh, mostly by Mark Knopfler. Um, he wasn't hearing it. He really wanted to shout and tell me about these levers he had in the back of his truck. Uh, really, it was an exhausted 26 hours of listening to this, uh, whether or not these, these mice can hop on levers. It was mundane. And that's when I started thinking, I wonder if more people want to know how mundane this experience is or how boring this green ukulele is. Next slide, please. Now, to figure out how mundane the world was, I had to run some experiments, one of which was this child. Now, I took this child's face in between my two hands and I tried to squeeze it as much as possible. Uh, turns out that's not very mundane at all. That really excites children and gets them screaming at a high level and really gets some adults that they call parents running around and slapping me in the face. Now, here's a simulation of uh, reflections of my, of my grandson's face as it passes across. <laughs> what is that? As it passes across an inflection. So what I had to do is, A, I had to wait long enough to have a grandson. Once I had that grandson, I had to find a way to show his reflection, and then I drug the shit out of his face across that reflection, and I wanted him to understand what mundane was by doing it very slowly. And they were asking me a lot, like, why are you doing this? And I'll say, you'll know in the very distant future. Next slide, please. Now, when it gets to... <laughs> When we go through so much mundanity, we really got to take a break from time to time. And we, we, we just got to sit back and reflect on things that are just not mundane. Now, I'm going to give you my favorite joke. And this was passed down from my grandson who learned it many years ago and then taught me as I was dragging his face across the reflection. He said to me, gorilla, did you hear about the gorilla who escaped from the zoo? And the zookeeper said, no, I did not. And the gorilla said, 
It's because I'm a quiet gorilla. To which there were some muffled sounds of gorilla violence. And honestly, I can't think of a way to sum up mundane better than this joke. Because you're thinking, hmm, this might go somewhere. But guess what? It might not. We don't know sure. Next slide, please. Now, we got to interrupt the results from time to time, just like that last interruption uh, for the joke. And the thing is, you, you got these mammals and you got, and you got these African unregulates. Un, oh, okay. African undulates. Un, ungulate. Ungulates? <laughs> Can someone help me with this word? Ungulate. Yeah, that's what I said first. Okay, I'm yeah, you did. Sure. Okay, well, thank you. I meant the producers, not anyone on the panel. It's ridiculous. Oh, okay, now listen. When it comes to mammals and their ungulation, now there's African ungulation, which is similar to what a didgeri would do would sound like if it came from a hollowed-out mammal. Uh, no, it's like, oh, oh, ah. No, it's very similar to that. The thing is about that, it's a little too mundane. So we try to find mammals that can do it without the African version of the angels. <laughs> I don't like that word. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, really, a lot of research is done. You got some camels and you got some moose up there. Now, when it comes to the elephants and their un ungulates, ungulates what, is that just a sound that comes from the throat, really? Is that what that is? No? I Honestly... I I think that my spell check corrected this for me. It, I didn't mean a, to have this on there. It's a hoofed mammal. That's what I said. Okay. First, next slide, please. A hoofed mammal. Now, a surprising revelation. There's viral DNA or RNA. We really don't know. We know that it has the uh, the NA at the end of it, and we tried to throw this into a protein capsid. Now, originally we thought that this was some kind of suppository. It turns out it's not. Now, if you throw Saddam Hussein into a like this uh, immersion tank, just so you can get into his brain, very similar to what we had to do with Vincent D'Onofrio in the cell. You throw some of that viral genome injection into that cell, then you get right into his Walmart passwords, his SoundCloud account. You can find so much stuff about his viral RNA or DNA just by throwing him into one of these old oil tanks that are full of water. And then you just put a little squizzle, a uh, little, little worm thing of that viral genome in there. Listen, all this is very mundane. I'm not really sure why I'm going through this. I wanted to give many examples of how things can be mundane from early on in life, my grandson, to right now, Saddam Hussein in a tank. Uh, next slide, please. Now, in conclusion, you might think to yourself, such flap? No, no such flap. <laughs> In the research of the mundane, we found so many different animals that apparently are undulates, which are hooved mammals. We found a lot of them. We squished the shit out of their faces and ran it across some reflections. It turns out, no such flap. <sighs> I tell you, if I could just really express how long it took me to put this presentation together, just to express to you. The mundanity of just the ins and outs of not only power presentations, but finding out about how mundane mundanity is. I'd like to thank you for all the time that you're about to give me as I answer all these questions. And I'm really sorry to my grandson for shredding the shit out of his face. Uh, that concludes my presentation, and I will take literally every question anyone has. No questions. Oh, sorry. Okay. We're going to go with, uh, let's see, Mind Dog. Do you have any questions for me? I do have a question for you. 
Oh, uh, why do you call a green guitar uh, a ukulele? Well, it goes back to ancient Appalachian times where we thought we knew what Native American languages were. Turns out the guitar was way easier to say, but ukulele sounds more fun. Um, I also like the interactions of people telling me that I'm wrong all the time. So it really helps with just really engaging with the mundanity of every day. Thank you for that. That's very informative. Mm, my pleasure. Now, uh, Johnny Platonic. Um, yes, actually, if we can go back to that previous slide. Um, oh. <laughs> you spoke somewhat on your time. Well, first off, thank you for the presentation. But um, you spoke somewhat of your time on I-95. Um, can you explain what the Appalachian Trail has to do with the mundane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course I can. Now, the Appalachian Trail, I'm not sure if you know that, is so long. It's just so long. And I started hiking it when I was up in Maine. And then I was like, well, I get what this trail's trying to do. I only really want to see certain parts of it. That's when I decided to start hitchhiking down I-95. Because I really wanted to hit the, the big parts. You know, like the Gettysburg part. The part that's very close to North Carolina on the left side. Also, the very end, which is Springer Mountains. I just wanted to see those impressive things. I didn't need to walk the whole thing. It seemed even more mundane than the mundanity I was looking for. But I tell you, boy, did Trucker Hat Bill have some stories for me going down I-95 southbound. Okay. I think that answers my question. Thank you. I, no, it definitely did. Uh, yes, Mr. ASM Michael R. Yes, I was wondering... Um... You were talking about Trucker Hat Bill, and uh, he was one of my favorite guests we've ever had on this program. Um, I was just wondering if you knew where he was now, because you are doing a terrible job. And uh, I just wanted to know if uh, you having to pee was affecting your mind in any way. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I completely forgot that I had to pee until right now. Uh, but yeah, I do have to pee, and it was really trying to uh, make me rush through my presentation. Where Trucker Hat Bill is right now, I have no idea. I'm, I'm assuming he's heading back up North 95 since he just dropped me off not that long ago. And I'm sorry you don't like me. I do have to pee, by the way. Thank you. That Yo. answered all my questions. Oh, God. I, I think we do have one from the audience if the panel is done. Um, Tim Day asks, what? <laughs> I also have that same question. I think he speaks for all of us. Uh, well, it's an easy question. That's going to take quite a long time for me to answer. Uh, forget it then. Well, oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tim Day, if you just please hit the rewind button, uh, I'm sure all of your answers will be uh, uh, revealed. Now, we have some ados three of which we're going to get to, uh, one of which is no more. Now, we're going to bring up Mr. Mind Dog. Uh, Mr. Matt Napo has a couple things to share about the mundane. If we can just get the producers to bring up his slides pretty please. Well, I uh, thank you for the introduction, that lovely introduction. Uh, I think before I actually go into this slide and, and, and what it really means, I think I have to establish my authority as an expert in the mundane. And so while I do that, I explain that mundane means really being tedious and boring. And so if you're bored with this already, there goes my authority. You know why I'm an expert on this. Because I've been practicing the mundane 
very, 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 very long time. Now, you might say, why were robots invented? Why robots actually invented the concept of mundane? Well, it turns out that robots discovered more than invented um, the concept of mundane. Turns out that people, human beings, were extremely boring forever and ever, uh, basically doing the same things over and over and over. And robots noticed that. And so they came up with this word um, to really describe the human condition as they observed it. So it's more in a, a, a concept of discovery than invention. Next slide. One day a robot discovered a, a robot, or invented a robot, I'm sorry, invented a robot and realized that robot was just like him. And basically that robot then invented another robot and in, discovered that robot was just like him. And that robot, in turn, invented a robot. And guess what? It was just like him. Until one day, the robot said, this is getting boring. Let's move on to the next slide. Now, the ro robots knew humans would get lazier and lazier, uh, kind of like a lazy alligator for some reason. But... Uh, they they didn't really be able to they weren't really able to uh, predict exactly the laziness of human behavior would uh, accumulate to. So basically, they decided to put on a show about lazy alligators uh, for people, and people found that extremely mundane and boring. Next slide. They did their research, did they? Uh, from May uh, of 2016, uh, non-lazy versus uh, uh, June of 2016, uh, non-lazy, we see a sharp increase of red people uh, and blue people, somewhat uh, green people, and uh, yellow robots uh, somewhere taking up the middle. Now, I find that to be quite curious in that we have a light blue robot presenting this and he's not even uh considered within the data uh points so next slide then after a long meeting they decided humans suck which really wasn't all that long a meeting it just felt long because it was so mundane uh and that they love to sleep and they also uh discovered that uh humans love to feel important and so uh, basically what that led to was even more insight into just how mundane humans, would, humans can be. And uh, what they concluded was, next slide. When humans are bored, they create robots to stimulate their brains and privates, which is, uh, believe it or not, a, a quite common thing uh, now. Uh, I have, uh, I'm actually endorsing a, uh, while, while I'm here, a uh, <laughs> an, uh, device called uh, the Rocket. And what the Rocket is, uh, it's a tool for older gentlemen who, um, let's just say it stopped working. It stopped working, and you don't want to take a little blue pill, and you don't want to um, over-medicate. And uh, what the rocket is, and this is a real uh, 
plug here for, for a device I'm sorry. It's a rocket is an electronic, it sends electronic stimulus to break up the blood clots within uh, your privates to help you uh, sustain a longer and harder um, interest in the mundane. And that's, uh, that's where we, uh, we ended. So uh, uh, next slide, please. Also, robots like drugs. Um, and like their human uh, counterparts, um, drugs can be quite mundane and boring because what happens is you, uh, addictions happen and you end up finding yourself doing the same things over and over and over and saying the same things over and over. And here's the, here's the tricky thing, folks. If you do enough drugs, somebody you know will talk you into doing an improv session about mundanity. So uh, next slide. And in conclusion, uh, you could end up like Mall Cop or Kevin James, uh, or you could go see the movie and experience mundanity for yourself. Is mundanity the proper word? I don't even know. Uh, mundaneness? Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's the way I want to sum, sum it up. Uh, mundaneness. Uh, so go see Mall Cop. You'll be uh, bored and you'll understand what it means to be uh, mundane. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Now, are there any questions for me? Well, thank you for that rousing uh, standing ovation. Do we have any questions? Uh, Johnny Platonic has a question. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, early in your, about halfway through, you mentioned the rocket. And then at the end of the presentation, you mentioned the mundanus. Now, can you use the rocket on the mundanus? Can I use yes? Uh, you can and mundane ish. It, it's quite. Uh, you can get a Danish, and uh, you can use the rocket on that, and that's quite mundane in itself. It's a quite mundane practice uh, in itself. So excellent. I'll have to look into buying one myself then. Right. Called the rocket. Uh, uh, also, looks like ASM Michael R has a question. Oh, Michael. Yes. Um... You were talking about how the robot begat the next robot who begat the next robot. Um, is that from the robot Bible or is this a completely separate story? Uh, it's a, a, from the robot Bible. In the beginning, uh, there was the electron and the electron became the cell, cellular electron. Then the cellular electron uh, morphed eventually into uh, a full-bodied robot. Now, the robot took its own um, data source, a little piece of its uh, ribular data source, and put that into uh, the uh, piece of metal that was just laying around, actually. And that became uh, the femme robot. And they begat, begat, and begat. And mm -hmm. so that is from the beginning of uh, Genesis of Robots uh, 1. I, I would like to thank you for um, talking about robotianity. Um, it's very important to me. So thank you very much. Well, I appreciate it. I, I hope uh, I helped uh, help help you help you navigate the mundanity of robotism. Is that right? I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did have a question uh, about this one again. Now you said that uh, you use the the rocket uh, TM as uh, a device to break up the mundanus right is that right. true mundanish uh, yes mundanish right uh now 
does anyone is there a time frame when the 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 stimulation turns into mundanity when it starts to hurt oh. uh, <laughs> and, and and that's pretty quickly uh, into the process it starts to hurt and uh, where uh, the mundanity ends though is when your wife or significant other walks in and finds you, you applying the rocket to yourself. Mm, right. uh, that's when the mundanity breaks up. So you don't want that to happen. You want to make sure you have a private moment uh, where, where you're not going to be disturbed. But uh, so the, the pain will happen pretty quickly. So and that becomes quite mundane. You get bored with the pain, quite frankly. Excellent. Yeah. And we do have one question from the audience. Uh, Tim Day would like to know, is this going to be on the final exam? Uh, this is the final exam. Uh, final exam will be uh, following this presentation tonight. And yes, this will be all of the final exam. It, 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 will, it will be all of it. There oh. will be no other subject matter on the final exam. Absolutely perfect. Thank you so much, Mind Dog, for the riveting tale of mundanity and robots begetting robots. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And now up next, Let's see who we're gonna have here on the on the docket. It does say that up next is a Johnny Platonic, so we're gonna go ahead and bring up uh, Johnny Platonic's slides if that's okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Um, hello, uh, my name is Johnny Platonic of the Miskatonic Platonics, and I'm glad to be here tonight to discuss mundane. What is so mundane about the mundane? Now, by definition, mundane, as has already been covered by Mind Dog, it is kind of tedious and uninteresting. And so I went ahead and put a bunch of shit at the bottom of the slide uh, so that your eyes are overwhelmed and it doesn't really matter. It's all just decoration. Um, but what is so mundane about it is that if there's too much of something, it's very easy to not pay any attention to any of it. And let's continue on with our next slide. Now, hello. Hello. First, I'll introduce myself. I've already done that, but I'll do it again. My name is Johnny Platonic of the Miskatonic Platonics, and I'm here to talk about mundane. What's so mundane about the mundane? I'll uh, give you one bit of trivia about me. I have a third arm growing out of my lower back. It is new as of last month, and I don't know the source. Uh, but I am here because I love to give presentations. Please don't let the tone of my voice and the uh, rhythm of my presentation deceive you. This is purely how I speak on a normal basis. However, I am emphasizing it to underscore what exactly a mundane presentation is like. Uh, very little emphasis beyond the thematic. As you notice, in the four corners of this slide, there is more useless shit to overwhelm your senses. Let's go to the next slide, please. Mundanity is a state of mind. <coughs> mundane, pronounced mundane, or pronounced mundane, as you can see in the phonetic... Uh, IS, ISL, International something, whatever the pronunciation guide is that they have on Wikipedia, that doesn't actually really helpful. Uh, now, according to whatever dictionary I pulled this from, the definition of mundane is of relating to or characteristic of the world, and two, characterized by the practical, transitory, and ordinary, semicolon, commonplace, the mundane concerns of day-to-day -day life. At the bottom, you can see magnets, a brain, a light bulb, a calculator, an abacus, a book, the square root of two, Another magnet, oh, it loops, a spark plug, a rocket, a world, a falling apple, a beaker, a graph, E equals MC squared, a uh, little like Jimmy Neutron thing, <clears throat> whatever you call that, another beaker, but it's been tipped over, and what looks to be a flux capacitor. Uh, this is indeed more useless shit to underscore what mundanity is. Let's go to the next slide, please. Thank you. Now, this is a SWOT analysis. That's S-W-O-T, 
which is not SWAT, S-W-A-T, the uh, Strong Will and Tactics Division of your police department? <laughs> I think that's what it stands for. No, instead, SWAT stands for Strengths. Blue is the color of the clear sky and the deep sea. Now, you'll notice color is spelled with a U in the British language because I am educated in academia. W stands for weaknesses. <laughs> Yellow is the color of gold, butter, and ripe lemons. It is also the seal of Miskatonic University on my hoodie. Straighten my hoodie out briefly. Oh, what? What? Oh, black is the color of ebony and of outer space. Opportunities represented by O. And T, white is the color of milk and fresh snow. Threats. Now let's go through and look at strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. The strengths of mundanity. You can often sneak weird stuff in to what you're talking about when you make it seem really mundane. Weaknesses. People stop paying attention when you have important things to say. Opportunities. It sometimes gets you in the door because they get so tired of listening to you that they simply step aside or fall asleep and you can sneak in. And threats. When all else fails, use them. Let's go to the next slide, please, or else. Now, here is some proof that I am not mundane. This is the average price on the uh, y-axis. Let me make my window larger here. And at the bottom is the month. And you can see that the different colors represent Aiden, Hudaida, Sana'a, Hadramat, Coastal, Marib, Sa'ada, and Thais. This is the monthly average cost of a minimum food basket in select Yemeni governance in 2021. Uh, now... I don't think for many people this is tedious. This is actually very fascinating to uh, consider the average price of a food basket in a country that you have never been to, presumably because I have never been there and I can't experience life outside of my own experiences. But I hope that this presentation uh, will show that I am able to analyze large amounts of data and can uh, deliver them in an interesting way, which is the opposite of tedious or commonplace, which is the definition of mundane. Let's go to the next slide, please. Now, this is proof that I am evolved. Beyond the opposable thumbs and lack of gills on the side of my neck, we have two graphs here. Now, the difference between human beings, evolved, and animals, not evolved, is capitalism, baby. And you have two, two types of capital. Huh. Two types of capital. Internal capital and no internal capital. <sighs> These look like Punnett squares. They're not. That's genetics. This is economics. Uh, you have automation. You have humans, you have automation at the edges, humans at the edges and the center, etc. I can't go through all of these because I am slightly pressed for time. And if I go too in detail, as you can see that your eyes will glaze over and we will approach the mundane. And I am not, as I said on the previous slide, mundane. But if you automation at the edges, automation at the center, AI, DAOs, which I think is Dragon Age Origins, the video game, you have robots and you have boring old organizations with humans at the edges and at the center. Uh, with no internal capital, you have daemons, which is the old English spelling for demons, DAs, which is dead alive, that volleyball game, web services, and forums. Need I say more? I yeah. won't. Let's go to the next slide. Finally, I have a mundane matrix. Uh, now, this is not like the movie The Matrix, which is not mundane, because it's not every day that you wake up and realize you're in a simulated reality. Instead, this is a matrix of things that are mundane and have a high value, one, or a low value one, and a high value two, or a low value two. I'm not going to say what ones and twos stand for. You should know that because it will be on the exam. But this goes from traffic, high value two, low value one. Makes sense. Selfies are low value two, high value one. Uh, junk mail, naps, of course, are high value two and pretty close in the center between low value and high value one. 
YouTube ads, dieting, buffering, they're scattered throughout the plot, but they are more there for a relative view of where everything else lies on the axes. I can feel my voice getting a little hoarse. Thank you. Let's go to the next slide, please. Now in conclusion, the everyday, the common day, the mundane, that's what we're talking about. I've proved that I'm not mundane, but a lot of people are mundane. There's nothing wrong with being a sanitation engineer. That's a common term for what used to be called a garbage man before we decided that was me. And, uh, but, you know, you got to spray stuff down. It's kind of an everyday thing. I wash stuff on occasion. I, go into, I slip into the ocean and I shed my human body and I return to my sea-based life forms. But uh, in this discussion on the mundane, I hope that this has shed some light on what is defined as mundane, what is not defined as mundane, and what will remain undefined for all of eternity after for eons and eons to come. Uh, what's so mundane about the mundane? I think I just told you. Well, let's hear some questions from the audience and the panel. Oh, thank you. Uh, let's hear from A.S. Michael R. Uh, yes, you said that you uh, stopped paying attention when people were saying important things, but in reality, I stopped paying attention and you weren't saying anything. So what does that say about you? Oof. Uh, it says that while I may not be mundane, the content of the presentation I put together was indeed. And there's no amount of delivery which can fix that issue. <laughs> Let's hear from Zach has to pee. Okay. I gotta be quick. Cause I, I really gotta pee. Uh, <laughs> uh, what would you say is the least mundane thing you found while doing this presentation? And please be fast. Cause I definitely. Have to pay. Uh, when I was doing this at the Miskatonic University Library, I found a Beyblade on the labor on the sidewalk, and that is not mundane whatsoever. A baby? Beyblade. The little a spinning tops, the hooks on the side, and you do the let them rip and then you fight them in the arenas. Like a fidget spinner? No. Oh, like a like battle like a... tops. Oh, battle frogs. Nice. Tops. Those. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, I believe Mr. Mind Dog. Mind Dog. I did have a question. Now, you went through a lot of effort there to establish that you are not mundane. Mm. Where does your, and I did the opposite in my presentation, establishing that I was, in fact, mundane. I think that lends to my authority as an expert in what being mundane means. And mm. so I, I think that gives me some authority to say how it evolved and where it came from. How does not being mundane lend to your authority on this subject? Good question. Uh, you have to know the rules to break them. And because I am breaking the rules, I obviously know them. And therefore, Ooh. I have gained some authority in that realm. That's, that's pretty mundane in itself. I have Got him. <laughs> uh, we actually do have a couple of questions from the audience if uh, uh, Platonic has more time. Uh, Mr. Tim Day would like to know, uh, Mr. Platonic, can you give examples of boring old organizations? I'm assuming he's referring to maybe this chart. Oh, yes. Uh, the AARP. Maybe. No, no. Specifically old organizations. Oh, yes. That that chart. <laughs> yes. Uh, the AARP would be old, an old organization, uh, depending on the branch in which you operate. It may be boring or not. Okay. I personally find bingo thrilling. 
I would probably agree. Okay, now Mr. Blue Shoe, Nick also, Mr. Botonic, would you say the increasing prices of Yemeni food baskets indicate the inflation must be manufactured as a weapon of a foreign policy that is access to a currency pegged to its cost of oil? Uh, yes. Mm. I have to agree. Okay, awesome. Thank you very much, John and Platonic, for your time. We definitely appreciate it. Okay. Producers took him off instead of his uh, slides. And let's see. I may have irritated some people in the production uh, booth. <laughs> Turns out we have zero more adus to have. So let's go ahead and bring up ASM Eichel's R's presentation. Oh, God. <sighs> Thank you for giving me this time to do my presentation. Um, and my presentation is going to be on Australia, putting the under in mundane. Get it? It's a joke. Um, like how Australia is down under. Do you, I, I'm not going to be able to go on with my presentation until you recognize my hilarious joke yes <laughs> I, I i'm gonna need all of you to recognize my hilarious joke yeah, before yeah, i yeah, get on with my presentation very, very funny I don't like every, it. every single person <laughs> every single person on this panel is going to need to recognize Listen, my hilarious I have, joke. okay i have to pay i love it funny joke let's go Hey-oh! next slide please now, to start, I will deliver this entire presentation and the follow-up question and answers section in an exaggerated Australian accent. Yeah, please interrupt my Australian. Please interrupt my presentation if I slip up so that I may correct my accent. Now, if you'll give me a second to slip into my character oi good day mate this is as exaggerated as i can possibly get um, as you can as you can tell i have uh, some asmr things to do you'll be able to listen to my accent on my channel are we supposed uh, to interrupt every time you slip up or just if <laughs> once and also, I think you can throw that Reese Cup wrapper away now. Everyone is allowed to interrupt exactly once. Oi, oi, kai, oi, oi. I think it's Australian, not Cockney you're looking for. This is a spot-on Australian accent, mate. Next Lloyd, please. Now... I'm going to talk about how Australia is just okay, mate. Or the top four things that I think are fine about Australia. Now, people think that people think that the national instrument of Australia is the didgeridoo but it's actually the clarinet oh you're slipping uh, up michael kane 
it's it's fine. <laughs> Don't you know that Michael Caine is Australian? As a matter of fact, uh, there there are dragons in Australia, but in fact, they're very small, so you can't. Uh, it, they're very mundane because of how small they are. Uh, they also have a lot of clowns, uh, but n none of the Australian clowns are scary, so they're very mundane. And uh, just like everyone else, uh, they have veins in their heads, uh, so that's very, very normal. Next slide, please. Now, Australian averageness starts very early. If you would allow me to recite classic Australian nursery rhyme, kookaburra. Uh, kookaburra shits in the old gum tree. Merry, merry king of the bush is he. Laugh, kookaburra. Laugh, kookaburra. Gay your life must be. <laughs> Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree, eating all the gumdrops he can see. Stop, Kookaburra. Stop, Kookaburra. Leave some there for me. Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree, counting all the monkeys he can see. Stop, Kookaburra. Stop, Kookaburra. That's no monkey. That's me. Now, as you can tell from my, uh, from the reading of this poem, it's very mundane. And uh, this is actually the most exciting uh, piece of uh, art that ever came out of Australia. So it's the most uh, boring place on earth, mate. Um, <laughs> Next slide, please. <laughs> now, we're going to get to Australian geography. There are crocodiles and kangaroos everywhere, spiders, snakes. The geography, in fact, is made up entirely of dangerous very dangerous creatures uh there's no land it's just creatures that you walk on uh and people live here uh i, I think it's wonderful i think it's a great place to live um and all around are sharks and stingrays and as you can see uh or as you already know um uh, the stingrays are dangerous because they killed Steve Owen. And you've all seen the movie Jaws, so you know that sharks are also very dangerous. Uh, that is a, a true fact. Uh, next slide, please. Now, you've heard of Australia. It's totally real, correct. Um, 
there are many famous Australians. Um, this is just a small. This is just a small sample of all of the famous Australians. Uh, we have Steve Owen, we have Mad Max, and uh, we have some lady, mate. Uh, you've not put on many famous Australians. Uh, there's, of course, the... Uh, um, Yahoo Sirius, you have forgotten. Um, not you. I have forgotten Yahoo Sirius. I couldn't remember his name while I was making this slide, mate. And uh, also, I'm pretty sure that the guy who uh, plays um, Thor is Australian. And uh, Heath Ledger was also Australian. Uh, so there's plenty of famous... Uh, Australians, mate, uh, and as you can see, my my accent is flawless because no one has stopped me uh, so far. Uh, next slide, please. Now, is there anything that makes Australia special? Uh, as you can see from the chart. Uh, this is this is actually a lasso that we use to uh, catch koalas. Uh, so the numbers mean kind of nothing. Uh, that this is just how we twirl our lassos uh, to try to uh, catch these koalas. Uh, I, I don't know why I, I added this slide in. Uh, it adds nothing to my presentation. Uh, so next slide, please. In conclusion, uh, the square around Australia is constituted of many sharks and stingrays. Several of them are deadly. Uh, and as you can say, as you can say, uh, as you know from my uh, previous uh, slide, that the entire continent of Australia is actually uh, one giant mass of uh, dangerous animals. That's how we say animals in Australia, mate. Uh, the water around uh, Australia is also dangerous. Uh, it's dangerous animals that make up the water. Um, so I can't think of a more mundane and boring place than Australia. Uh, but thank you for listening to my uh I spent a lot of time in Australia or learning this very accurate accent. Uh, so I'm glad that I was able to uh, put it to use today, mate. Or, or there. Um, now that now that I'm 
done with my presentation, I can go back to using my real voice. Um, is there any questions for me about my presentation? Um, I'm going to go with Mind Dog first. Well, I, thank you for, for taking my question. Now, you, you talked about the square. Is it your opinion that uh, right angles should be outlawed in Australia? No, almost everything in Australia is made of right angles. Um, if you took away the right angles, uh, you would have almost nothing left. As you can see from the map, um, it's not just the square around Australia that are all perfect 90 degree angles. The entire continent is 90 degree angles. I did not know that. Thank you very much for that information. Yes, uh, Johnny Platonic. Thank you for the presentation. I would just like to point out that you promised to also do your questions and answers in an exaggerated Australian accent. Oh, well, well, you were supposed to uh, remind me of that if I uh, yeah. slipped up, mate. Of course. Uh, so That's on me. Th thank you so much for that, mate. Of course. <laughs> now, Zach has to pee. Uh, would you would you have a question for me, sir? I do, and I'm going to be brief because I I have to pee. So thank you very much for ending your presentation. Now on the map of Australia, <laughs> if we get the producers bring that one up, uh, I I did mention I did happen to see that you took the time to put over on the right side where hot chicks were, and Australia's only Ethernet cable now. Can you please explain why hot chicks and Ethernet cables have to what they have to do with the evolution of the mundane? Well, everybody knows that everything that comes uh, on the internet is mundane. Uh, nothing interesting ever comes um, from the internet. So, or uh, the the Ethernet cable that comes from New Zealand <laughs> is the only source of internet on the entire continent um, show. And of course, all the hot chicks uh, want to be uh, as close to the internet as possible oh, yeah. because um, that's how also they make their money is through the internet only fans uh and such perfect uh we do have some questions from the audience real fast uh tim day would like to know uh why does asm michael r sound like sean connery from wish.com it's a very uh, good comment it's it, i don't know what he's talking about oh, hmm. because this is a spot on uh Australian accent and Sean Connery is Scottish, so hmm. no, that's fair. Um, Tim Day also says, Please stop this man, he's given me the overwhelming urge to drink bleach. To which he responded, It tastes like it smells, which is awful. Well, um, then, uh, oh, that wasn't a question, that wasn't for you. Now, Blue Shoe Nick did say, You forgot the famous Australian comedian Hannah Gatsby. Uh, please comment on that. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I did forget Hannah Gatsby. Uh, 
and she's actually one of my favorites. She is the only uh, comedian who has a very detailed Picasso joke, um, and mm. that I think is very funny. Um, so sorry, Hannah. Uh, next time I'm in Sydney, I'll stop by and apologize to you uh, personally. Excellent. I... <laughs> now, if there's no more questions or comments from the panel or the audience. I think, I think Tim Day does have one more question. Oh, was there? I'm sorry. Um, it is on Famous Australian's slide. Oh. Who's the dude on the right? That's or Margaret Thatcher. Uh, famous uh, Australian dude, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I tell you, we always learn something on this show. Thank you very much, ASM Michael R. for all of that. Uh, it's, now, it's ASM Michael R. Oh, once again, uh, not a watched, question. If you watched my YouTube channel, you know that, mate. I probably don't have time to binge that. Now, with all of our presentations given, each member of the panel will indicate with a finger. Which speaker they they believe deserves to win the $50,000 grant awarded from some nobody's Patreon account, as well as the Collector Nostalgia Prize, which, thanks to ASM Michael R.'s uh, long conversation about Australia, this makes us a lot more uh, pertinent. So thank you very much. Now, please, uh, I will be number one. Matt Napo, Mind Dog, will be number two. Uh, Johnny Platonic will be number three. And ASM Michael R. will be number four. So on the count of three, with a show of your fingers, who should win the presentation tonight with the most amount of information? On three, two, one. Oh, okay, it looks like we're down to another tie. So I think that I'm going to switch my vote to number four. So ASM Michael R finally wins one, which means we don't get to have a video next week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, once thank again, you, we would like to so thank much. all of our this friends. Is, this this is well, the I'm most not, excited. It's not your, it's not your turn. The most yet. excited I've ever been. You I'm sorry. Wait, I, I can't control turns. myself. <laughs> I'm so fucking excited. If you can please control yourself, I just got to pee real fast and let's just get to the end of this. Why that didn't was... you just pee in your pants while you were sitting there like you normally do? Oh, gosh. We're not going to go over that. Now, listen, that concludes our conference for the week. Now, please, ASM Michael R., tell us what the topic of next week's conference is going to be on. The topic of next week's conversation is going to be crowds. Why are they so many people in them? Perfect. Crowds. Why are there so many people? You can tune in next week to see that. And a final thanks to each of our panelists. Johnny Platonic, where can people find you? Yeah. Uh, find everything I do at some nobodies who do twitching upstream and talking upstream with that guy <coughs> in the hat. He has to pee, but you can listen to Silicon Angels, CYOP Appeal, uh, No Time to Binge, the award-winning show where we watch the first and last episode of TV shows and make up the rest, and uh, various other stuff that you can also find linked on our website at somenobodies.com. ASM Michael R., where can people find your Scottish voice? You can, well, I will never do my Australian accent again. It's, uh, it's even though it's spot on, I don't want to... I don't want people to think that I'm Australian. Yeah. Um, you can find me at, um, of course, my YouTube channel, uh, the mean ASMR guy. Um, 
and uh, you can also find me on Jack Billings Presents a Haunted Apartment Complex on the Podmoth Network. It's a crazy, crazy scripted comedy podcast. Um, so and crazy. that's the only one that I want to talk about today. I love that. Now, Mind Dog, please tell of our friends where they can find you. MindDogTV.com. Where else? Uh, I do a morning show every day called The Morning, uh, A Good Coffee with the Dog. Uh, it's 8.30 a.m. Eastern to 11 uh, uh, a.m. Eastern, and that's affiliated with Gov's podcast. Uh, you can find that on my YouTube channel or their YouTube channel, wherever it is, but just go to MindDogTV.com for all the links. Yeah, but you can find all those links in the show notes. So if you're watching this and you want to find more Mind Dog, please go find that. Uh, a guy gives amazing news every single day. Buy the rocket. Please buy the rocket. He gets exactly one quarter off all that. Now, uh, now I've been Zach Wiseman. You can find me everywhere. You can find Johnny Platonic. Please do so. And my payment for doing this is to make someone give us an outgoing slogan. So Johnny Platonic, please, what is our new outgoing slogan? Uh, don't go get the way I was raised. Strong men want weak women because the weak women, you're able to tell them what to do. They're not strong. They're not not weak. They're strong, not weak. But <clears throat> Thank you for watching PowerPoint Showdown. Today's winner will receive a $50,000 grant courtesy of some nobody's Patreon. Congratulations on your win. Join us next week for another showdown. Thanks for providing that.